Welcome back to Bat Rankings again for some more Batman. Yeah, that's right. Stay for Batman. Come for the Batman. Stay for the Batwoman. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Or Batwomen. Oh. 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 Did I just? Oh. Oh. Nope. That's spoilers. I'm your head spoilerman, Ben Creighton. <laughs> for a movie that's been out for 17 years. Yep. Hey, everybody, it's Kenny Wynorski. <laughs> we're, we're, we're back in the, I was about to say in the movie theater, but the, yeah, this, this one never got a theater. No, release. it didn't. No. Uh, I recall seeing this at uh, Blockbuster Video. Yep. That was where I first, uh, so yeah, definitely VHS or Divida at the time. It was Divida. Yeah, yeah. I think... Uh, I think this might have been the first one to come out direct to Divida. I'm pretty sure Sub Zero was VHS. Yeah, first. that that's right. Yeah, yeah. But yes, we did in fact watch Mystery of the Batwoman. For yeah, today. yeah. Now next week, of course, we're on to Matt rankings. That's right. We'll get our hot dogs. I hope I- you're all excited. I am. <laughs> I've been losing sleep about it. Yeah. But uh, you know that's uh, uh, today. It's it's all Batman all the time. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be kind of a weird one because we've done this before. It's, yeah, it's not, um, it, but this isn't going to be in the the scientific computer that we always use. I, I mean, should we? Because we've done this will be the third movie that we've done, and I forget if we like officially ranked it. But can we just can we just agree that Mask of the Phantasm that's number than one? Yeah, concur. So I mean, we could have another <laughs> sub list for movies, and we you could rank. Do that? Yeah, why not? Okay, all right. Yeah, so. But, you know, first got to do our recap segment. Okay. We open up, and it's Batwoman. She's in the mix. She's right there on the title. Just <laughs> in case you thought you were going to have to wait a while to see her in action. Nope. Nope. It's it's a big bridge chase. Some some thugs are running guns. That's right. Literally. Uh, we've got a car chase scene with a big truck that's got these crates full of, you know, fantastic weaponry that's, that's like, not really real-looking guns, but, like, science fiction uh, bazookas. Yeah. I guess yeah. that would be a good term. They, they're bazookas that shoot lasers. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I'm, I'm, this one came out, I believe, in 2003. Yeah. So I'm not 100% sure where it's supposed to fall within the timeline, but certainly in, you know, in release order, which is roughly how we've been watching, mm-hmm. you know, Superman the Animated Series had long come and gone by this point. Laser guns were an established fact of the DCAU. Yeah, yeah, this is definitely... Well, this takes place... No, I'm sorry. It doesn't take place. This came out after Batman Beyond yeah. was, was wrapped as well. Yeah, so we're kind of we're jumping all around yeah. with, our, with our recap. But, I mean, what else is new? Come join us in the <laughs> yeah. timeline of dysfunction. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what, you mean Livewire wasn't introduced in the, in the Batgirl, Supergirl team-up episode? Yeah, right? That wasn't her first appearance? No. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, like Ben said, there's a big car chase scene. We've yep. got Batwoman who's on a flying glider. Yep. Uh, so Batwoman's design—it's—it's uh, it's very reminiscent <coughs> of something that we won't get to for years and years until after we're done with Matlock, which is the Batman Beyond bat suit. Right. But it's—it's it's very similar with like the full face covering cowl. Yeah. And uh, uh, it's, she's got a little cape, and it's—it's it's all gray. Um, but she's flying around on this glider thing. Which, It is the Green Goblin Glider. Yeah, it's it looks exactly like it. Yep. Uh, so go ahead. Yeah, Google. Well, you don't have to Google. I'm sure you know what the Green Goblin Glider looks like. Yep. 
Uh, but she, she does not throw any pumpkin bombs that I saw. But no. other than that, she's got bad rings though. She does. They're pink too because she's yeah. a lady. Yep. <laughs> and the soundtrack I'm immediately noticing is leaning really heavily on the saxophone. I, yeah, it's got this. And Sarah and I were talking about it last night. They're going for this provocative, sexy, sleek mysterious yeah like vegas nightclub lounge act like you expected to hear jessica rabbit very like so very reminiscent (laughs) of that 1940s yeah uh, femme fatale noir yep you get the idea yeah but uh, she's she's taken down these these mobsters uh, these gangsters who are running their their laser guns and she is showing very little regard for human life in doing so she's stealing the guns and shooting them at the crook's car and yeah. they're doing flippy dips and <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it sets you up for your opening credits essentially because we're we're gonna have Batman come in. Uh, there's a big bazooka blast that shoots up in the air, and our heroes are in the area. <laughs> it's, yep. So yeah, Batman is is in the Batwing with his uh, Tim Drake Robin, and mm-hmm. they they swoop into the action. It's a big multi part chase and- slash fight slash. Whatever you want to call it. it kind of remind me of uh, the Rocket Lady. Yeah. Yeah. Little, Rocky like the Roxy Rock- Rocket. Roxy, yeah. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also, we get our original voice actors back. Another fun thing, because it's been a couple of years since yep. the animated series, but we got our familiar vo- uh, voices back. Uh, yeah. Well, we got uh, we got the ones that, that you, you really need. You yeah. got your Kevin Conroy. You've got... Right. There were a couple of changes in the voice cast. Big time. That, that'll come up a little later. Right. But uh, for now, we we get into our opening credits. Mm -hmm. Uh, Big, bombastic. James Bond-esque. Yeah. Uh, Title sequence. I don't know how to describe it. It's like, it felt like James Bond. It's like a music video in the movie. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Not the last one that we'll get. We'll get one before the end credits, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but... uh, (laughs) And then, then we cut to the Batcave where Batman and Alfred are are talking about, oh, this uh, Alfred's thinking, you know, maybe this is Catwoman in disguise. Maybe this is somebody that you've gone up against before. And Batman says, no, this is a this is a new new. I mean, not a new face because you can't see her face, no, but no. says, no, Selena would never. I, I like to kiss her and let her go. <laughs> yeah. And I'm bringing this one in. <laughs> Because she's going to get somebody killed, and I'm not about that. Yeah, uh, and we might be jumping ahead, but there's also a uh, relationship from the animated series that oh is romantic now. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> we get a little phone call, our, our little cameo appearance by Barbara Gordon, yeah. who's away at college, and she is she is flirting pretty hard with Bruce. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It's, it's weird. It's it's pretty weird. We know that it's going to become a thing. Yep, in Batman Beyond. But to yeah. see it happen, I, it's like, Daddy, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Barbara, I, I think from the writer's perspective, they think it makes it okay that it's it's all Barbara coming on to Bruce, and Bruce seems very uncomfortable with it. Yes. 
But uh, and, and Tim Drake, who's listening into Bruce's part of the conversation, as is Alfred. They're like teasing Bruce about it, like ah, she's into you. It's weird man, he's like been a mentor to her this I, whole time. I'm Team Bruce. This is not okay. This is very uncomfortable, and it should not be encouraged. Look, young people are going to have crushes sometimes. It happens, but it's the responsibility of the older party to be the, the, the responsible adult and say, no, that's not okay. Keep it in your lady pants. Yeah, it's it's just... Well, it is a thing in Batman Beyond. So anyway, yeah. it's a small part of this movie. Yes. Small part. Yeah, some... I... I, I I wish we could have seen more of Barbara, this one icky scene aside. Right, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't even have put this scene in it. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Just omit the whole damn thing. Oh, I agree. Like, this is... Including this scene is is worse than nothing. Yeah, yeah, it, it really is. It's, it's yeah, it's icky. I mean, It doesn't add anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's... <laughs> I, I think it's just there. Spoilers for later, but Bruce is going to get lovey-dovey with a new... Yeah. So only for this direct-to-video movie love interest later. And I I think this was like here to say it's it's okay this doesn't count. It's <laughs> Bruce's true love obviously is this woman young enough to be his daughter. Yeah. That's his best pal's uh well I don't know if Commissioner Gordon's his best pal but yeah, well pretty good pal's daughter. Yep. That's uh boy, Pornhub tags. <laughs> Oh, well, hey that's so, so, so that's icky. Hey <laughs> well, that scene's over and we never have to think about it again. That's until, right. Until, you know, 10 years later when we finally get to Batman and beyond. But yeah, yeah. for for now, it's right. okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> we we cut over to Thorn. Remember Thorn? He's I do. back. I he's do. in the mix. He's uh, really good with cards now. Yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah, they had a weird <laughs> playing card motif with Thorn. Right? I was I was sure that it was gonna be a Joker thing or a Two Face face card thing, and then it pans up and it's Thorn. I thought it was a doppelganger, yeah, uh, or not a do- uh, somebody in disguise as a decoy, just in case somebody wants to raid the place. It's like, oh, this isn't the real Rupert Thorn. This <laughs> is, you know, just hired goon. It's like the real Rupert Thorn's got away. Yep. Shake your hands. <laughs> but nope, it is it is Rupert Thorne, and he is uh, going into this bric-a-brac club. It's called Beaks Bric-a-brac. It's not a club, it's a factory. It's a toy factory, but it's a front for this munitions factory that's manufacturing these laser guns. And we, we are to understand that this is a partnership between Thorne, the Penguin... Uh, with his brand new voice, voiced by David Ogden Steers. Is he the voice by the, of Cogsworth from Beauty and the Beast? Um, you know, I have no idea. Sarah thought that that might have been him. We should have been good podcasters. We, we should I have. should have been a good podcaster. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Different voice actor, for sure. Yep. And a new character, um, who I call Dairy Queen in my notes. Dairy Queen. He's <laughs> his. Uh, it's Duquesne, but oh, <laughs> but it. it's I had to Google it to see how it was spelled, and it's spelled with a Q. Yeah, so yeah, I called him DQ in my notes. That's good. I called him Daddy DQ, Daddy I, Dairy Queen. I had to watch this movie with the subtitles, so I yeah, I got all the names. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Okay. Yeah, but he's this big... Uh, I believe he's voiced by Kevin Michael Richardson. Yeah, yeah for who's, sure. He's, who's very much like the guy that you get to voice your big, baritone, imposing black men. Yes, sir. And that, that's very much who, who this gentleman is. He's, he's the muscle in this particular operation. That's uh, how they refer to him, as the muscle. Yep. And uh, they're... They're real mad because this this new Batwoman is is getting up in their business. They're trying to run their guns, and it's it's not great because they're trying to to sell guns to Kaznia. Remember Kaznia? I do. Yeah, it's yeah. where it's uh, where Metallo came from. Yes, sir. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's uh, either Eastern European or British there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or possibly Middle Eastern. It's very vague. Yeah, uh... <laughs> but. Uh, in in walks uh, Duquesne's daughter. Yes, who is uh, she's young, she's attractive, she's a Bruce Tim design. Yep, <laughs> and oh boy, the camera loves this Bruce Tim character design. She did. Uh, she's like a socialite, you know. Uh, she looks like she's got a fancy dress, and uh, hired goons are around her, and they're carrying a bunch of shopping bags. She, she went shopping. Yep, she's she's basically Veronica from uh, from Archie Comics. Yeah. She's the the spoiled rich girl. She says "twala" a lot. Yeah, is that somebody that any is that something that anybody has ever said in real life? Uh, probably, but it's it's this vocal tick. She always says "twala" as "hello" or "goodbye." Yeah, it's the aloha of of <laughs> yeah of Gotham City of gangsters' daughters. Sure, sure. But uh, she's she's in the mix. Uh, we've got uh, Gordon and, and Harvey talking to the news. Who they're real interested in this story about this new Batwoman fighting crime, and their only comment is, is she's not part of the official licensed sanctions Bat team, as far as we know. So uh, she's she's bad news. the The cops don't like her. The criminals don't like her. She's just not very popular. Yeah. This old song and dance. Yep. <laughs> Only I may punch people illegally and wear costume and yeah. fly off into the darkness. <laughs> Copyright me. Yep. But uh, so we're getting all of our our characters for this movie introduced because we cut over from here to our our other new character, our other young, attractive Bruce yeah. Tim designed. She reminded me of uh, her name is I believe Alice uh, Allison Mack maybe. She's in Smallville, and recent news, she got in big trouble because she joined a cult, and they were, like, branding people and making them, like, sex slaves. Nexium is the company. Okay. It's a really crazy story. It's on HBO Max. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, definitely check it out. But right. she looks just like her, which wouldn't surprise me because she was in Smallville. All right. Yeah. But she's So she's uh, Dr. Rocky Valentine. Yeah. Roxanne Valentine. She's giving a presentation to the Wayne Tech board, and she's oh, it's so endearing. She's a clumsy, nerdy girl, but also smoking hot, of course. She can't hold a graph. Apparently, yeah. it's too hard. It keeps dropping the graphs. Oh, but she's she's very smart with the smart brains, with the science. So clearly, the graphs aren't working. Yeah, Just take a deep breath. Yep. catch catch your your anxiety, get rid of it, and go to the presentation where you show moving liquid metal. Yep, she's got this like wand thing and this this hunk of metal that she can program to take on any shape that she wants it to. Mm-hmm. And the the Wayne Tech folks are loving it. They're standing ovation. Much for, better than the graphs. Oh yeah, we don't. 
<laughs> graphs are a dime a dozen in this business. No more graphs. Yeah. Just, just go straight to the liquid organic metal. Yep. That's, that's the way to do it. It impresses them so much that Bruce Wayne uh, decides to take this very young, direct uh, subordinate uh, out to a dinner date. Because that's not problematic in 2003 yet. No harm at all. No, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> so they're at this dinner date and she's being awkward and he's being Bruce Wayne. Yep. Uh, not much. Well, there's some exposition here. We know she has a boyfriend. So thankfully, we don't have to be too weirded out. Yeah. She yeah. does mention she has a boyfriend, even though she works all the time. Uh, is devoted to this project and is you know a genius. Yep. So we've 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 been introduced to her, and then we move on to our another another introduction as Batman meets with uh, Harvey Bullock and and Jim Gordon and Harvey Bullock's new partner, Off Model Montoya. It's not her. It's but not. it might as well be. They should have just used Montoya for this story. She's got a mole now. She does, and and a slightly shorter haircut. There you go. That's it. Other than that, she's just Montoya. Yep. Yep. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, she's in the mix, and uh, they're they're talking about this this gun running and this Batwoman, and goddamn, the the GCPD are not the greatest crime solvers because it takes Batman to say, hey, that that keychain that you recovered from the crash truck in that freeway chase... that has a very large and obvious logo pointing to the Beaks Brick-a-Brack Toy Factory. Yep. So Batman goes off to investigate. <laughs> and guess what? That that toy miniature model place is a front. Yeah. Uh, for more weapons. Yep. Batwoman is also sneaking in as uh, as as Batman gets on the scene. They have to have a little team up to to fight off some mooks that that find them snooping around the place uh the the factory blows up i'm pretty sure take a shot she uh, <laughs> i even said that to sarah we, we were watching it together i was like oh take a shot baby yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah she planted the bomb yeah uh, batwoman did and she says like you shouldn't be here and batman's like oh yeah right i didn't know she goes no seriously we're about to blow up we gotta go oh <laughs> So Batwoman attempts to peace out on her glider. We get a little chase scene. Batman grapples onto her, but she, uh, she, you know, cuts, uses her little ninja stars, her little off-brand Kroger brand Batarang to, to cut the rope. And Batman's looking at her getting away through his binoculars. And I'm sitting here like, you planted a tracker on her, right? He did, in fact. <laughs> I'm, this is not, like, explicitly pointed out. But in the next scene, Batman is going to investigate Kathy Dairy Queen, That's right. <laughs> Daddy DQ's daughter, uh, in her penthouse apartment with her her mook bodyguards, and mm. and yeah, Batman's got a lead. He thinks it's 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 her. Yeah, and uh, we also get a little bit. Uh, she feels trapped where she's living. Yeah, uh, we know that her mother was killed. Yep. Uh, and we'll find out it's because of her association with the higher goon's husband. Yep. Her daddy. So she's always protected by hired goons and she can never do anything that she wants to do. Yep. She feels rebellious. She's not happy about it. And uh, the next day in, in broad daylight, can't be stalking her as Batman. So no. Bruce has to stalk her as Bruce. Right. And he's tailing her as she goes shopping. 
and he decides to try and go and buy a watch and try to orchestrate some kind of chance meetup, but it all works out great for that plan. It does, and it's really weird. The yes. hired goons find her, and she asks him to help in the situation by escorting her out, but there's a chase. Yeah, it turns into a big chase where she is trying to shake her bodyguard so she can go have some privacy and ropes Bruce Wayne into this. And it it seems like the go- the goons are... I mean, she knows these are violent criminals. Yeah. She is well aware of her father's criminal enterprises. It's not like she's in the dark. Yeah. So she just picked out a random dude that she thinks is cute and says, Sir, would you like to risk your life uh, <laughs> escorting me away from hired murderers who won't hurt me, but they would gladly visit some horrific violence upon you? And Bruce is just fine with this. It is a really... uh, I don't know how to describe it. It was one of the most random meat-cutes I've ever seen. Have you heard that term? Meat-cute, yeah. Meat-cute. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So they do. They shake the goons, and they go off to bond for a second about, you know, she lost her mama, and she's sad about it. And this is this whole scene, I'm like... Ma'am, I know Andrea Beaumont. And you, ma'am, are no Andrea Beaumont. Yeah. You don't get to pull this bonding with Bruce Wayne over being an orphan crap. Yeah. Not, I'm not happy. This is the love interest for this movie. Yes. And it just does not do a goddamn thing for yes, me. Yes, she is the love interest. I never thought about her that way, but she really is. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but Bruce is, you know, he's, he's trying, to, trying to figure out, like, what's her deal? Could she be Batwoman? What's going on here? And uh, <laughs> you're noticing. Uh, thank God you took notes. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> I mean it's uh, it's not quite a full feature length movie. It's an hour and fifteen minutes, and yeah. then there's another little like fifteen minute short after that. Yeah, which it's it just plays right after the end credits on HBO Max. I don't know if you watched it. I did. You did. Yeah, <laughs> it's all right. We can get to that at the end if we feel like covering it it's fine yeah uh it it very much was it was very obviously one of those this isn't quite long enough i don't know throw a short in there yeah, with we, it. we we didn't hit the 90 minute mark we gotta go yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah bruce and and kathy dq almost kiss but the the hired goon bodyguards show up and take her take her back to daddy a bruce and and kathy dq go on another date to the iceberg lounge yes and this is where uh, Penguin is going to hire somebody to help with the muscle because the muscle can't do it. Yeah. So we get hired muscle. Yep. It's everyone's favorite. It's oh question yeah. mark. As as soon as Penguin said we need to bring in more muscle, I'm like, it's going to be Bane, isn't it? Yep. And I mean, granted, I I have seen this before. It's it was years and years ago. It would have been right around when it first came out. So I might have just remembered that, but also. Bane has pretty much become the Metallo of yes, Batman, yeah. where he's, okay, we gotta bring him in. We need somebody to punch good. Yeah. He punched good. He punched... I mean, does he, though? Does he really? He doesn't. <sighs> there is a slight twist, but we'll get there with him. Yeah, yeah, but... Uh, so as, as Penguin's making that phone call, Batwoman is is breaking into his office and, and trying to figure out what's going on with this whole caper, as Bruce is having his date with... Kathy, Kathy DQ. Mm-hmm. There's, of course, you know, a whole, a whole another big smash. 
Penguin's nightclub must get smashed up so often. The insurance alone. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but after this whole uh, once again big Penguin's uh, Playboy Bunny uh, uh, fishnet stocking wearing mooks get into the mix, which yeah. I was happy to see them again. Yeah, they do their thing, uh, yeah. and uh, this is all good because it's hard not to get into spoilers at this point. But it's good to be that Kathy is being seen at this location. Yes, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, because practical upshot, Bruce slash Batman sees Kathy and Batwoman at the same time. Yeah. Like nuts! I really thought they were the. I thought I was onto something, but I guess I'm back to square one. Yeah. On the other hand, uh, maybe that means I could fuck her now, and it's okay because she's not Batwoman. <laughs> maybe. But she's just. A spoiled rich girl who likes to put her suitors into mortal danger. I I do not understand what Bruce sees in her. We're supposed to be invested in this romance, I think. Uh, Yeah. It's not good. But uh, it's not not her, so it's got to be somebody else. Yep. Now, luckily, there's a little bit of evidence uh, involving uh, the liquid metal. Yeah, so this during this whole interrogation scene where Batwoman is, is trying to squeeze some information out of the Penguin, she uses the liquid metal, and Batman recovers a sample of it and says, Aha! The other young, attractive Bruce Tim design who was introduced in this movie. It's probably her. I'm going to go to her apartment and get real creepy about it. We find out that, yes, she does have a boyfriend, but he's in prison. He is for a crime he didn't commit, and... Uh-huh. You, I'll tell you what, because they actually had a scene with her, uh, this Dr. Rocky mm. scientist lady going to visit her boyfriend in prison, and he tries to break it off with her. He says, no, you're, because she's straight with him, like, I'm, I'm, I'm close, I'm going to get some evidence, I'm going to exonerate you, and, and you're going to get out of here. And he's saying, no, I've been in here, his sentence is nine years, he served four, yeah. he's got another five, and he says, no, you're going to get yourself hurt, and even if you don't, you can't waste your whole life on me. It's over, and I was more invested in this one scene of these two than anything that happens between uh, between Bruce and Kathy DQ. Yeah, he, uh, he's trying to get her to you know stop it, stop endangering herself. Yep. So she goes back to her apartment. She's sad. Who's there? Batman. It's Batman, and she thinking you know just seeing him in the shadows, not knowing who it is, thinking it's a, a home invader. Does some dope ninja skills on him. Turns uh-huh. out she's not clumsy at all. No, she's really good at fighting, and yeah. that must mean she's Batwoman. It's the only explanation. But she's not. She's not. <laughs> uh, yeah, he does say to her, like, hey, just so you know, this lifestyle sucks, and you probably shouldn't do it. Yeah. Which he says to everybody. Yeah, I mean... They all still do it. Yeah, half the time he winds up adopting them and taking yeah. them back to the back cave. <laughs> That's a real quick way to become family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so, long story short, Batman's thinking, okay, well, what if what if the two of them, the, the Kathy DQ and the Dr. Rocky, are in cahoots? And that's why they're just taking turns needs a connection though yeah and that's why he was poking around the apartment like how could they and and he's having robin look it up on the back computer and he's just finding no connection between the two of them Mm -hmm. they run in different social circles until they both moved to gotham they'd never even lived in the same place no connection at all unless there was a mutual friend who could have introduced them oh 
It's off model Montoya. It's not not Montoya, but I don't remember her real name, so call her not Montoya. Yeah, not uh, Montoya. <laughs> she turns out Batman had saved her as a little girl. There was a fire set by Thorn and his henchmen to you know. I think we've had this show before the yeah. the bomb explosion episode, something like that, where he's trying to get people out of a building, so he sets fire to it. Yeah, uh, she was a little girl at the time. Batman saved her life, and it always stayed with her. And she wanted to become a police officer. Yep. So we've got our three Batwomen with grudges against our our three villains. Uh, Off model Montoya hates Thorn because he. Hired the arsonist that set the fire when she was a kid. Dr. Rocky hates Penguin because he framed her boyfriend mm-hmm. to, to get himself off the hook for some not really specified crime. And then Kathy DQ resents her father because he got her mother mixed up in the crime game and, and got her killed. There's, there's your setup. It's time for a big final act. Which... Is a pretty clever thing. And Batman even says, like, he almost got away with it. Had not been for the meddling Robin. But, uh, yeah, three people as one person. Well, I figure that Gordon's got a bunch of them stashed someplace like a SWAT team. He wants you to think it's one guy, but... Nah, you're always seeing double. That way, if somebody's being Batwoman and the other person is eating with, say, Bruce Wayne... Yep. All the evidence... Points that she's no longer the suspect as Batwoman. It's yep. pretty genius. Yeah. So, um, I'm trying to remember which Batwoman it is. One of the Batwomans. I think it's it's Kathy DQ, the gangster's she's daughter. She's going to be the last one, yeah. Yeah, she she suits up because she has to go and, and intercept this big cruise ship that's heading out of Gotham Harbor towards Kaznia with the rest of the guns to, to go fund international terrorism or something. I don't know. And there's this big intricate plan that's been set up by the hot intern lady. Yep. And so you just got to place a bomb here and go. Yep. But guess what? Bing! He's here. <laughs> he was in a box. Yep. He was waiting patiently for her to show up and place a bomb. And he was in the box the whole time. But when she did place, he came out. Yep. He captured her and he unmasks her right in front of Thorn Penguin and her daddy. At which everyone turns on Daddy, and he's like, I didn't know. Not my fault. Yeah, I just, you know, them kids these days with their iPods. Now, did you notice there was there is another person present in this scene? There is a mook. He has a very distinctive character design. He's got, a, like, a downward drooping mustache and, like, dark circles under his eyes and this gray headband. Yeah, and he's got one of the big laser rifles slung over his back and he never says anything but he's like as Bane's holding Batwoman's one arm he's kind of holding the other arm and he's just there and I'm sitting there like okay he's built too slim to be Batman in disguise I bet he's Nightwing I bet any minute he's gonna rip off the the fake mustache and the bandana and it's gonna be Nightwing under there nope nope (laughs) but I also kept an eye out for this mook, and he late, he survives. He gets out on a lifeboat oh, later. Okay. So, I... There's a doppelganger out there's there. There's somewhere out there, there is this mustache mook, and I want to know what his deal is. I was hoping he would turn out to be Nightwing so we could get our Nightwing cameo, which was not to be. No. But, here you go. Yeah. Say <laughs> lovey. Yep. But, uh, yeah, that boat's going out now. There's They're going to kill the Batwoman in front of the dad. And uh, 
the the plan isn't going ahead of I'm sorry the <laughs> the explosion didn't go off and it should have yep so the other two bat women are like she's in trouble yep it should have gone off by now so they suit up as Batwoman, and then they go to the boat. Yep, and of course it's the third act, so nobody's wearing masks anymore, so we can tell which Batwoman is which. <laughs> boggles my mind, sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, our, it's our big third act. Lots of explosions, lots of punching. For most of this big action set piece, Batman is, is busy fighting Bane so that the bat the batwoman's and robin can have something to do and there's a reason why batman doesn't just handle everything yeah it's it's a big intricate action set piece it's fine it's good and uh yeah it ends with explosions yep boat crashes into a bridge yep (laughs) falls down into some fire yep um the the dr rocky takes in penguin and thorn um robin saves one of them from drowning at some point and yeah, practical upshot. Doctor Rocky's boyfriend is exonerated uh, because of evidence that Batman was able to find, which he hands over to off-model Montoya, who inexplicably, so she had to save Batman from some burning rubble or something, drops him off with uh, Harvey Bullock and Commissioner Gordon without her mask on. Apparently, she's just decided, eh, fuck it. Yeah. So. Because she helped take down the gun smuggling ring, they've decided not to press charges for vigilanteism, but she's not allowed to be a cop no more. Yeah. So she's going to go off and do something somewhere, teach kindergarten, who knows. Uh, which just leaves Kathy DQ. Yeah. And uh, Batman, I'm sorry, Bruce Wayne shows yep. up. There was a car chasing that we probably talked about a little bit, but uh, yeah. he's returning the car back to her. And uh, he says, my life's been kind of boring since you've been gone. No, no hired mooks, no car chases. You want to go on a date? So they do. And we get our little post-movie music video made up of clips from the movie to this kind of bad lounge number that they already played once in the Iceberg Lounge. Ben and I, we grew up in the late 90s. There was a Latin wave that yes. just kind of swept America with... Uh, uh, we have Ricky, Ricky Martin, Ricky Martin, and Martin yep. and, uh, and, uh, and Enrique Iglesias, uh, Shakira. Uh, yes, yep. Enrique Iglesias. Right. There was a whole lot of celebr- uh, Jennifer Lopez kind of got big back then. Yep. And uh, this is what this yeah this, this music is, sounded like that. Yeah. Although this singer, I looked her up just because I was curious if she'd ever done anything. Sherry, right? Cherie. Cherie. Okay. She is French. Oh, okay. Yes, not Latin, but uh, and the answer is no. She. She put out a couple of albums over the years, but it's never really had any great. <laughs> no, as far as I know, she's still alive and well. Yes. <laughs> uh, and yeah, then we get a a video at the end uh, in credits that's very much padding. Yep. Um, yep. And then we get our little Catwoman short called "Chase Me," which is this silent short, no dialogue, no sound effects, just some. Background music of a, a chase sequence between Batman and Catwoman through the streets of Gotham. And it ends with him in his imagination, looking out a window, and then going into a party with an attractive lady. Yep. It's it's fine. Yeah. It's, you know, nothing wrong with it. Yeah. But thus ends the mystery of the Batwoman. Kenny, does this movie hold up? Not really. 
Yeah, I found myself. I remembered it being not great. I found myself liking it more this time around. I I liked it okay the first time I saw it. Mm. The second time around, I didn't really like it. Mm. So we're kind of coming at it, kind of kind of flipping it. Yeah. yeah, I mean the the action set pieces are all well designed. We didn't, you know, this is a, an hour and fifteen minute movie. We didn't want to go through every action set piece blow by blow, but lots of times these big punch fests crumbling buildings everywhere can get a little incoherent and here it was always exciting i always knew exactly what was going on i wasn't super invested in any of the batwomans and kathy dq was the worst of the lot which is i did not care for her being the love interest see of those three the cop one yeah uh not montoya was the one i gave no shits about yeah she just kind of was like remember when you saved me in a building Anyway, I was, just, I was kind of mad about that, so I became Batwoman. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sure, why not? Apparently she was the master, mastermind behind this whole plot. Yeah, but it didn't feel like she was in charge, the leader. In fact, Kathy... No, I'm sorry, not Kathy, the... Uh, Dr. Rocky. She yeah. felt like the mastermind behind this. Yeah, I mean, she was definitely the tech person. Mm-hmm. She was... Presumably, she also furnished them with the gliders and... They had oh, yeah yeah we we sort of skimmed over it but apparently they have a whole underground Ninja Turtles lair yeah but in the sewers it's like Nightwing's lair sort of yeah a little bit but um, yeah I I don't know maybe I'm not sure how they were funding that Kathy DQ seems to have plenty of money but. my headcanon is they found it it's like an older Batcave thing that uh, yeah. Batman never uses anymore and they just happen to stumble upon it. Maybe. Kind of like the Ninja Turtles found that random subway. Yeah. <laughs> like, All right, I guess we live here now. Yeah, sure. Yeah. This will be my bedroom now. But, uh, well, shit, should we do science and rank this with the other two movies that we've watched? I guess so. All right. I mean, we've got, it's not much of a list. It is number one. It's Mask your of the Phantasm. It is. You, you're right. Better... Very good. All right, hold on. I'm going to drink some Dr. Pepper. Mask of the Phantasm, Batman and Mr. Freeze, Sub-Zero. Woo! Yeah! Yeah! All right. You did it, buddy! (laughs) All right, so is this one... Batwoman's Wacky Mysteries. (laughs) Is it better or worse than number two, Batman and Mr. Freeze, Sub-Zero? I think the Sub-Zero one is better. Hmm. That one's such such a blank spot in my memory. <laughs> I remember liking the voice acting. The guy who plays Mr. Freeze always kills it. Yeah. Um, the guy who was like the, the doctor who was going to do the procedure to get yeah. money. Uh, he was good oh, talent. Yeah. What a dick that guy was. Yeah, right? And he dies. I, yeah, I We kept, know he dies. I kept expecting him to turn out to be like the voice of reason or the conscience. And mm. no. Yeah, he was, he was the he was biggest like, He wanted of, that money. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you got stakes. You got Batgirl who may I, get operated on. I didn't like Batgirl being a damsel in distress the yeah, whole but time. I, I liked her a lot better than just being yeah. a phone call. Yeah. I don't know. I think... Both of them were very pretty. I think this one, like, in this one, say what you will about the characters, especially the new ones, but in terms of, like, visual storytelling and putting together big, big action set pieces that felt like they were worthy of a movie, I feel like in 
in Mask of the Phantasm, that was very obviously their first crack at a big theatrical movie, and they did well. Mm -hmm. But you could tell it was them stretching. And same with Batman and Mr. Freeze. You could tell it was like, ah, we're using CGI extensively for the first time. This isn't what we're used to. In this one, it, it all felt confident. Like they had... They had more money to work with than they would have on a strictly TV budget, and they knew what they were doing with it. Yeah, but they definitely had to... I mean, they clearly had to put a short film at the end credits just to hit their length. Yeah, I mean, I'm not... I'm really not terribly concerned about that. I'm I'm one of those people who's like, you know what? If all you've got is... If all you've got the story for is this amount of runtime... You don't need to pad it. It's okay. Oh. And if you gotta pad it, I would rather it be in the form of a separate little short that I can just skip <laughs> than, than trying to just cram scenes into this movie that you don't need. Like, yeah. in Sub-Zero, I mostly remembered being bored. Say what you will about this one, but I wasn't bored. It kept on going at a good yeah, clip. Yeah, it's not boring. I... I was I do enjoy the mystery. It's called Mystery of the Bad Woman, and yeah. I do like that it was three of them. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I really couldn't tell you because I I knew the twist going into this from having seen it before. Yeah, that's another thing. Maybe if we had gone in the first time, yeah, might have been more fun. But I, I think I'd still it's it's close. But I think I would be inclined to give this one. The it edge. is real close. I really did not like the music at all in this one. Yeah, I appreciate that it had a. St- its own style to it. It wasn't just Batman music, but more so. But yeah, something about the the overuse of saxophone. It I, I appreciated that they were going for something, but it was it was a bit of a swing and a miss. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I you know I don't want a knife fight over it. Uh, I think both you, of them are. And you know what? We we didn't mention either. So there were. Uh, Daddy DQ had these two mooks. Uh, That's right. The, yeah. the guy got socked in the face. Yeah, there was yeah one of them. I, I called them in my notes Cornrows and Dolph because one of them had cornrows and the other kind of looked like Dolph Lundgren. He did look like Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> and yeah, he got punched in the face in one scene and got, has a black eye for the rest of the movie. And there's this point where Batman is sneaking around in, in Kathy's penthouse apartment and Dolph, with his big shiner on his eye, <laughs> opens the door, sees Batman there snooping around in his boss's daughter's stuff and Batman just looks at him and Dolph just closes the door That's slowly, right. turns around and Cornrows says, everything okay? Yep, everything's fine. <laughs> that was a really good piece of comic relief. Yeah, that was pretty good. Like, the, the broad stroke story in this one wasn't great, but it had some good, like, just little moments like that. You know, for the fact that it was surprising the first time I saw it, it I probably mentioned this, I saw this with my buddy Casey and we rented it. He figured it out. Hey. And he told me about midway through, he goes, I think it's those three chicks, not just one. And I was like, nah. As the movie was going on, I looked at him like, fuck. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. Yep. So <laughs> by the narrowest of margins, I'll give it to the mystery of the Batwoman. All right. In that case, we have but one decision left to make. Is it better than Mask of the Phantasm? No, it is not. The end. The Mask end. The end. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that that is that is it yeah. for Mystery of the Batwoman. Next week, Matt rankings. Matt rankings.
Gonna be watching some Matlock. Yeah. Gonna be breaking out some hot dogs. And uh, strap in, because this is... Uh, this is going to take us a good you long time. You've never watched Matlock before. I have not. Oh my god! I'm brand new. I'm I'm sure I've probably seen like a scene just on the TV in the background when I was a kid, but mostly I know it as a running gag on The Simpsons that it's <laughs> Grandpa Simpson's favorite show. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll find out who did it. Next week. In the meantime, Kenny, where can folks find you on the internet? Well, I'm going to be in Hawaii this hey. week. I'm actually leaving tomorrow at 2 in the morning. Oh, fun. <laughs> so uh, you probably won't catch me anywhere. But normally on Ski TV on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And you can find me at HPI2K on Twitter or twitch.tv slash Ben Creighton. And you can find the two of us right here at anchor.fm slash bat rankings. Next week, it'll be Matt rankings. And then Bat Rankings again when we do Batman Beyond. Mm -hmm. But that's going to be in like 10 years because there's a lot of Matlock to get There is. All right. So, uh, yeah. See you guys next week. (laughs) Bye, everybody.